The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Fionn Fion Davenport. Fionn Davenport. Fionn Davenport is back with me for another edition of Tuesday Travel. You promised to take us to the birthplace of Western civilization. Well, it is one of the birthplaces. We're going to the Dodecanese, which is an archipelago of islands right on the border with Turkey. Okay. The best known of them is Rhodes. And the second best known is Kos. And the reason why is that as of today, both Ryanair and Aer Lingus are flying direct to Kos. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, because it would be the lesser known. Rhodes is, I, I guess, well, a lot is, of people listening to the show might have been to yeah. the Rhodes. Or one of the other Greek islands. Ah, yeah, no, no. Because the, and it's it's... I know you've been to you've been to Santorini. We went on our honeymoon to uh, we flew to Crete. We flew home from Athens. And we had no plan in between, so we just kind of made it up as we went along. We had the first two nights booked, and we went to Santorini and Paros and Athens. Did you like Santorini? Santorini is amazing. It's, it's beautiful, absolutely. There's a reason. Well, the I know blue... people give out about all the, the cruise ships come in and it gets packed, but there's a reason they all come. Oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely it's... incredible. Yeah, and Aya, the 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 blue domed yes. houses and all the rest. Um, Paros was lovely as well. Yeah, I mean, but we so ended many... up in a dump of a hotel, Did and you? so we went on the lash for the day to avoid going back to it. <laughs> Just to avoid, yeah. or at least yeah. when you did go back, you were God. in such a state of inebriation yeah. that you that didn't that we wouldn't even have notice. even noticed. Yeah. yeah, that's not a that's not a bad beautiful word. island though. Despite Needs that one must, hotel, Karen. exactly. Needs most. Anyway, Kos. So Kos. So it's part of this archipelago of islands, which is really just fronts Turkey. It's on. It's it's right down, uh, kind of close to Bodrum, and yeah. So it's exciting. I mean, Kos is got some of the best beaches in that group of islands. But it's also, and, and this is the point I was saying, is just that like it's absolutely jam-packed with Greek, Roman, Byzantine-era ruins. Um, like there's the ancient Agora in Kos Town is really nice. There's an old Roman villa that's you can go visit. There's a Roman theatre. And uh, you know the most famous person born in, uh, in Cossus? Uh, no. Hippocrates. No. Oh. The founder of the Hippocratic Oath. Yes, do no harm and all that. Do no harm, indeed. So he's from so the the Hippocrates plane tree, which is under which is reputed under which the physician is said to have taught his pupils in the fourth century BC. So it's got that mix of sun, mm. stunning beaches, and when you like it, um, like history dating back from the ancient Greeks right up to medieval times. So lots like medi- like uh, knights' castles and things like that. And then the other thing as well is, is that there's lovely towns in the inland. So when you want to, if you want to come away inland and spend time in the inland villages, it's well worth. Okay, so where to stay? I mean, is there, is, I take it there's a kind of a booming yeah, tourist so, industry if Reiner so, and Erlingus are both going there now. Well, they're going there now. So Kos had a big tourist boom in the 1970s. So a lot of UK visitors. So as a result, there's a lot of kind of big, ugly resorts. Okay. On the coastline, particularly the southern coast. And look, lots of these aren't going to win architecture awards, but um, they're really good England's options. tourism legacy all around the southern regions of Europe. Yeah, I mean, but but it's that mass tourism. It's going to the sun. Now, the one thing I will say about a lot of these hotels is they're great family option hotels. So if you want a family holiday, these are the places to go to. It's like, you know, kids pools and, and kids clubs and yeah. self-contained resorts that look, you, you're a father. You've got how many now? Two that Two I recognise. That you recognise. And yeah. how old are they? Uh, 
eight and six. She's yet to think. About I it know. Again. People always criticize me for having to think about it. But I'm saying is that so. So for the four of you, costs would be a great. Yes. Okay. It, it's a great one, and and like, and you can scoff and say, "Oh, I like to. I only want to stay in the nice little boutique hotel." But you know, when you're looking for that family holiday, I'm not a snob when it comes to that type of thing. Whatever precisely. is easy to do with the kids, yeah. They so, enjoy. and that's and more Cardamena is the is the kind of area where a lot of the the resorts are. Um, but what if you wanted something a bit different, a more traditional well, stay? I or mentioned boutique-y. the mountain villages. Okay. So, the, so there's like these traditional, like, the, and these can be amazing. You know, so if you want, like, and I'm using air quotes here authentic island life yeah. I mean I don't know what that is like is authentic island life I always laugh when travel writers talk about like you know I just really want to live like a local you know it's like what you want to pay electricity bills and <laughs> yeah you know, exactly like, like, about bin collections yeah and... pretty much it's like ah oh, green bins on Wednesdays why <laughs> um, but there is that sense of kind of away from the coastline yeah and that's the that's the nice thing so um, they've got like small B&Bs you can do house rentals and things like that so uh, places like Asfendiu is really nice um, here's a good thing is, is that like look I, I'm a big fan of Greek food generally I, I like vine wrapped you know things wrapped in vine leaves and like I, I love I love all that taste um, this is a great island because it's volcanic in origin so everything like I'll tell you what grows olives, grapes lemons, tomatoes almonds, figs melons these are all just natural to to, to cost oh wow you're going to get, there's farming. So there is like goat and lamb, sheep and goats. Yeah. And uh, so if you like grilled meats of that kind, again, very local, really, really good. Um, there's a dish called krasotiri, which is cheese marinated in wine, which is also local. They have vineyards in Kos. Yeah. Like Kos isn't that big an island, but it packs a lot in. Um so, and then, of course, fish, because, you know, fish and seafood, you're surrounded on all sides by the Mediterranean. But it sounds great. Yeah. So, like, th- like the things, like everything, shrimp, mussels, squid, octopus, red snapper, like just grilled, like literally plucked out of the sea, grilled in front of you and served. Really, really nice. Uh, what about places to s- go and see then? Yeah, so you, you Kefalos Bay. So okay. this is like, so the beaches. So it's well, best known for its beaches. So the Kefalos Bay, which is 12 kilometer stretch in the south kind of southwest of the island. Yeah. So Kos Town and the airport are in the northeast. Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way. Uh, it's related to something Just, I can imagine. Yeah. So Kerry. Well, I was going to say Goran, but <laughs> maybe I'll so Belfast, national the, the stage. The Kerry of, of Kos okay. is uh, Kerry Cork. Let's not, okay. And Clare. Let's not forget. Um, is, Kef- is around Kefalos Bay, which is down the southwest. So it's 12k of high quality sand but it's like lots of different beaches and uh, yeah so like the the best or the most popular stretch along here is called Paradise Beach the least developed is called Magic Beach don't, don't like the names always make me laugh and then there's I I look They're at very Ibiza like aren't they yeah. Paradise Beach Magic Beach yes. yeah yeah these are not named by locals and these yeah. are very much named by the aforementioned uh, tourist developments of the 1970s um, you seem like a man who likes to enjoy you know the sun on all parts of your uh, well I'm glad you brought it up Fionn where is the local nudist beach aha it's called Exotic <laughs> Beach the suitably mentioned exotic, exotic beach, beach. Um, and then there's another beach called Langada or it's also known as Banana Beach um, there's a big Agio Stefano's beach there's a whole bunch of beaches 
uh, one of the most voted, like you, I think, you, is it Agios Stefanos where you can see Castri, which is the little island just mm. offshore. Um, then there's Agios Theologos speech, which has got like, it's really beautiful. And Agios Theologos has this, re- there's a, just looking on it is one of the best, is a really nice taverna called Agios Theologos. Mm. And it's just absolutely sensational. If you want something to eat, Really, really nice. And, and this is all around Kefalos Bay? Yeah, this all is all area. around Kefalos okay. Bay. Now, halfway kind of between Kos and Kefalos is a place called Mashtahari Beach, which is really, really nice and very popular, again, with with uh, tourists. Um, and then I know there's, oh yeah, the other beach, like there's called Kohilari, which is near enough to Kefalos Bay. It's not part of the long stretch, yeah. but it's close enough. These are the beaches along there. And look, the whole island is ringed in beaches, but these are the most popular and they're most popular for a reason. So it's one of those things that happens is when you want to reach that kind of fine point, that tipping point between the beauty of the beach and the quality of the sand and the water and then the fact that resorts get built on it because they want to take advantage of yes. this beauty. So it's that, you want to find that tipping point halfway in between. Um, so, Cost Town, you mentioned. So yeah, we're back so, up to Belfast now. So, oh, here, Cost is lovely. The town itself is like, you know, it's your classic Greek harbour city town. Really. Yes. It's a town. It's got this incredible medieval castle and it's got like, I, I was talking about like squeezed in ruins, like layers and layers of history from ancient Greeks, Romans, the Byzantines, all have had a presence in Kos. And you can see it there. I mentioned the plane tree that Hippocrates sat under. Mm. I was like, I mean, maybe he did. Maybe that is the tree he did. Maybe it isn't. Like, I mean, we're talking about, what is it? Like 400 BC or whatever, whatever year it was. It's a long time ago. But it's kind of cool that it's there. And the idea that like, I like that kind of thing where you can yeah. kind of just imagine is like teaching students about do no harm. You know? Well, it's it's one of the things that I know you and I talked about kind of the city breaks before and Rome is my favourite city. And yeah. it's partly for that is is the, the layer upon layer of history you find there from, from yeah. different eras. It's not just all Roman. It is so many different eras Absolutely. Kind of built up and on top of each other. Th- there's, it's similar here. It, it, it's that what I like about Kos and it's not unique in Greek islands because... That's the joy and, and attraction of Greek islands is you've got the beaches and you've got the sun and the sun holiday. So it's the classic sun holiday destination. But then what you have and you see it in Crete, you see it in Rhodes and you see it elsewhere is this sense of just like thousands upon thousands of years. And I, I said it at the outset. This is the birthplace of Western civilization. Like you, Iraq is the birthplace of civilization. Yeah. In the sense of like what the, the, the first Euphrates city and the tiger. in the Euphrates and Tigris, that delta is like where the first cities were born, the first polis. Um, but like anyway, but and just outside town is the Asclepion architecture site. Now, this is we talk about ancient sites. So about three kilometers southwest of town and it's got beautiful views. So like on a clear day and in summertime, they're all clear days. You can see right across to Turkey. You know, and okay. so this was now Asclepius, who was the god of healing. It was a, he- a school of medicine. It was founded in the third century BC, and uh, it was Hippocrates himself who founded. This is his school. Okay, and so yeah, so you can go visit that, and and that. So you can get like I mean, go for a week, spend a couple of days visiting the 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 ancient sites. I would definitely recommend Kieran though. 
is taking a couple of day trips away and go inland okay. and visit some of the, the... Even if you opt not to stay inland in the old traditional villages, co- to, go, to go visit them. So um, there's a place called Agios Dimitrios, which is this abandoned village. Like they left during World War Two, but the village is still there intact. A bit like the old deserted village on Ackle. Oh, right. Okay. It's like people just left it during yeah. the war and it hasn't been touched since. Yeah. Oh wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and well, sorry. I mean, they don't live there, but like, there's um, there's this beautiful village church, and there's a cafe that's very good called my my Greek is a poem. But it's kind of a frozen in time type yeah, place, precisely. Yeah, and that's the thing that attracts. There is another pl- about fourteen kilometers outside of Cost Town. There is a mountain village called Zia, which is well, and this this is here's where you have like what used to be. 30 years ago was a really beautiful village is now kind of like a one street theme park it's it's kind of like I remember once I was in Arizona one time and I went to Tombstone the actual town oh, right, of Tombstone okay. and I was so disappointed because it was like oh I see okay and everybody you meet is like howdy partner mm, and it's I think like I'm Disneyfied so where are you from it's like Chicago and you're like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and and this Zia is a version of this it's like the ancient Greek town or the old mountain village that's kind of turned into like the the epitome of the of the of the Greek ancient village um, there are other villages a little further on so a place called Asfendiu Lagudi again beautiful churches old traditional villages not nearly as Disneyfied or as theme parkified mm. and then the the kind of less commercialised one that I would recommend is called Pili and there's so Pili is the more modern village and then there's medieval or old Pili which is just outside of town. And this medieval village is kind of in between like pine trees and just like this, ah, like honest to God, it's like, it's, I'm going to say it, kind of magical. Oh, yeah, wow. it really is. It's there. like you you rent a bike in cost town or you can rent a car. Yeah, I was going to ask about getting around given how small it is. Yeah, bikes or cars. You can rent a car if you don't fancy like the, the uphill climbs in the bike. Um, and there's like car rentals everywhere. Um, actually, there's boat rentals as well, because one of the most popular things to do is take a boat tour that will take you around the island. Yes. Um, but as I said, everywhere you go, car rentals, bikes. Um, if you're going by car, Autoway and Autobank car uh, rental. They have outlets at the airport. They're good local providers. Look, with everything, make sure that like you take a photograph of the car before you take it out of the car park. <laughs> photograph it in every corner because a scratch will, you know, all of a sudden they go, oh, look, there's a scratch and there's 300 quid you'll never see again. Uh, what about using it as a kind of a, a jumping off point to visit other islands? Like I mentioned, the kind of, the island hopping thing people do in Greece. Do people do it around this part Actually, of Greece? this I don't know. I, it's like... I mean, I'm sure you can because there's lots of transport in. I hadn't even thought of it that way. For me, it's just like, I'm just going to go to Kos and spend a week exploring Kos. And is it expensive? I mean... It's expensive as anywhere these days. Come, as the summertime comes, like we're coming into the season now and sure. But like, I'll give you for instance, okay? So like holidays with Aer Lingus, which is Aer Lingus's own holiday. They've like 469 person for a three star this is based on two adults going out in June. Yeah. It's not that expensive. It includes flights, um, seven nights in a three-star accommodation, like 469 per and, person. And the season runs right through the... So I mean, because it's an island and relatively small, does that keep it 
some way cooler than you might find elsewhere in Europe? Yeah, I mean, like, like it's I'm not nice going to go to now. Madrid in August, as you no, told me last no, week. No, no, you're not. And also because you've got that cooling sea air. It's it's like, like, like you can go like for 400, 500 quid per person, you can get three star accommodation plus flights for a week. And I just think that's a really good price for a European holiday at the moment. You yeah, know, it's very good, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the cost of thing. I mean, the one thing to bear in mind, if you go shoulder season, things get cheaper, but the flights start, the flights only started today. Um, the other thing to bear in mind is, is that outside of season, things aren't open. So it's like, yes, you can go to a colder Greek island where nothing is shut and you'll have it all to yourself, more or less. But so that's why these, this is the time. So May until the end of September is really, is kind of your... John, pleasure as always and we will uh, talk to you again uh, next week. Uh, listen, if anybody missed uh, uh, any of the coverage of today's show about Donald Trump's visit because I'm looking at it on my uh, TV screen here, he is in Scotland. He is going to be uh, in Ireland. Uh, tomorrow we spoke to Timmy Dooley and John Halligan uh, who had uh, diverging views on whether he should be welcomed uh, to this uh, country a little bit earlier and we spoke to one of those pros- prospectors protesters. Maybe she is a prospector in her spare time, but she's certainly a protester in Scotland uh, who hopes that Donald Trump's visit to that country is the last he ever makes there. Kirsty Haig is her name from Scotland, Unite Against Trump. They are both available uh, as podcasts. They're up in the News Talk app. While you are there, if you hit subscribe, you won't miss out then on any other highlights uh, from this show or others in News Talk. My thanks to Alex Russo, to Roisin Davis, to Elaine Smith, Sophie McDevitt who were on research, Claire Collins and Ronan Coveney produced Ken Doran and Peter Malloy were on sound and editor Mark Simpson, we kicked off the show today with a discussion and debate around Take That and Oasis. Mick Hucknell of Simply Red, he says, take that. Fiona Davenport looks horrified where this is going. Take Mick, way better. Wow. <laughs> way better. Way better than Oasis. He's a, he's a, like, what's his face? Is a much better songwriter than Noel or Liam Gallagher. Yeah, but well, Tom true. Dunn's argument, now we're going to get lost down the rabbit hole. Fiona, uh, Tom Dunn's argument was that uh, they were just the inheritors of New Kids on the Block and Boy's Own, and then another version of them came on. They didn't change music. Oasis did. There are bands around Oasis didn't now. Change. What are you talking about? They changed music. They yeah. basically restructured old Beatles chords well, and made them louder. Yeah, quite a few people texted it and suggested. <laughs> My point is, Gary lines. Barlow. Yes, he's very much in that kind of pop vein, mm. but like some of those songs, like are just brilliant. Tune in five o'clock tomorrow. Fionn Davenport versus Tom Dunn. The debate continues. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.